What's up, homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into another spooky movie. New month, new movies, new pick for me. Mm -hmm. And this time, I was very, very certain about what I was going to choose, which normally, well, not, it's not always the case. I feel like normally I'm a little bit unsure about what I'm going to do going into the week. However, this movie has been on my mind for the past week. And so I knew coming into this week that this was going to be my pick. Got you. Um, I would also like to let everyone know that this movie has also been on Erica's mind for, I want to say, the past year or so. (laughs) Because we've definitely talked about this in the past. And you have, on at least one other occasion pitched to me that I should at some point check out this movie. Right, because you hadn't watched it, which was very upsetting to me. Very (laughs) much upset me and my homegirls because I really, I'm a champion for this movie. Mm -hmm. I actually think I've made a post on our Instagram about this movie before just because it gets hate. I, I totally... I will say that I think the the reasons that people dislike this movie, I think that there's like weight to their arguments i'm not Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna say that they're wrong but that does not stop me from liking this movie i i feel like the reason that i picked that well first of all Mm -hmm. the reason it's been more on my mind than it normally is is because like two weeks ago we talked about it on stream a little bit right and then from that moment on i was like why haven't i chosen that movie yet why haven't we done it yet the the realistic answer is probably because we haven't even covered the first one like we haven't covered (laughs) the strangers yet yeah but i mean sometimes you just gotta skip ahead because i'm like if we have to wait until we cover the first one of all these movies we might never get to them not to say that we won't ever cover the strangers but who knows when that will be i i feel like i chose this movie almost in a similar vein to the reason that i chose texas chainsaw massacre 2022 Mm -hmm. um but also differently because i feel like this one i feel differently about than texas chainsaw 2022 that one i was like i didn't think it was that bad let's talk about it this one Mm -hmm. i i'm like i really like this so let's talk about it I mean, I guess too, in your and our defense, I feel like I've had conversations about The Strangers with other people before, whereas this sequel, I've spoken to no one about, mostly because I hadn't seen it. However, like I also, for the longest time, didn't even know there was a sequel. Like, I'm pretty sure you were the one that made me privy to the fact that there was a follow-up to the first movie in the first place. Well, and also because this movie came what how many years after the first one this was 2018 the original strangers was it like 2008 or something was it like a 10-year gap yeah it was 2008 so yes 10 years post the first strangers they said do you guys remember this movie Uh, here's another (laughs) one and i mean i think that 
it was just kind of stuck in limbo for a while. Because mm-hmm. um, I know at one point, I think Liv Tyler was supposed to come back, make a little appearance. That kind of fell through. I don't think they quite knew what they wanted to do with the story. Mm. Um, but yeah, so I don't think it would be crazy if people A, didn't even know that this movie came out and didn't check it out. Because not to say that the hype had had die down for the strangers because i think people were still really really interested in the story but Mm -hmm. it was just a weird (laughs) it was just a quite a large gap for for the hype that's true i will say that the original is a lot different than this one which i think is big (laughs) yeah i was like i'll rock with you there which honestly i think is a big point of contention for mm-hmm. people is the tones are so vastly They're different. They're very, very different. Which yeah. I think for some people is not going to be that big of a deal. But I think when you compare them, if you love the original Strangers and you're like, this is exactly what I want this movie to be. This is exactly how this story should play out. This is what I love about this movie. If you love that, say, like that very dark, tense, suspense um feeling of that first film i don't think this movie is going to at all be kind of what you're looking for um tonally just because it 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 really does take a a turn it this movie to me is feels very similar to like the black like the original black christmas the feeling of that and how Mm -hmm. no movie no adaptation of that film has matched that tonally this to me feels the same i'm not in um in no way shape or form am i comparing this sequel to the black christmas sequels but i will say i think it feels very similar in the way that they said okay well let's do something different and i don't know that's a little bit of a gamble i think for a story like this because i think that is what was special about the strangers i think that is the thing that could make you love or hate that movie is it was so specific mm-hmm. and the realism i think is what was important about the strangers and i don't find the strangers pray at night i don't find this as like grippingly realistic mm-hmm. as the original strangers is oh yeah absolutely not but like that's kind of the thing though right i mean i too i love the original strangers because of that realism right the subtleties to a lot of things are why i really enjoy that story um coupled with like some great acting and some great sound design but the thing about the strangers is that's not a different story right like it's a home invasion thing we've seen that before it's just it took the home invasion added that subtle layer of realism to it and somehow came out as something different in its own right. But I feel like if you're going to do a follow-up to that film, you couldn't just do the same thing again because then you're just doing a rehash of a rehashed idea. You know, like I did Mm -hmm. think now from conversations with you, I did kind of know going into this one that it was going to be different than the first one but i also just feel like they absolutely had to switch up their approach with the second one because i think even if they attempted to do the same thing that they did in the first one people probably wouldn't have liked it as much maybe Mm. that that could be a hot take but i think like people would have just been like we're just retreading old waters again like we're just doing kind of the same thing um, I actually do enjoy the fact that this sequel is unique to the first one and that it takes a 
it takes the same idea, but definitely skews in a different direction. I'm not going to lie and say that some of the things I liked about the first one were lost along the way because of that. But I just think that this was, it's a hard movie to do a sequel slash follow-up to mm-hmm. just through the nature of it. It's also kind of ironic that I think because of the nature of the antagonist, the story does work as a sequel though. Cause like, right. I think the idea of like, the strangers and it's just these random people that for no reason are are doing this home invasion there there is no spoiler um there's no like real reason to why they're doing the things that they're doing it's just because they were in the wrong place at the wrong time Mm -hmm. that idea i do think lends itself into multiple films right because you can just Mm -hmm. take these antagonists give us a different group of people and ta-da we have the formula again it's just in a different scenario so although you're reusing the home invasion idea. Our villains work very well in multiple locations. Yes, yes, I agree with that. And I think you're right. I think if they had tried to just tread similar ground, it would have almost been like how they had, how they did like the the American remake of Funny Games, Mm -hmm. but it was the same story. But I mean, mainly because it was the same director. And so he wanted to just remake it with a bigger budget. That's to me what I would imagine The Strangers is, is it's like, okay, we could do this again, but with a bigger budget and like tell a similar story, but just change a few things. I I feel like that's what it would have become, which isn't bad by any means, but it would just have been different. And I think It would have been a reboot more than a sequel, which I think maybe that's what people might've wanted for this one is like they wanted to just get the strangers rebooted not necessarily right. a sequel for it and now granted with the way that remakes and reboots have been trucking the last few years 10 years would have probably been around the time that they would have been thinking about doing that so it's not right. crazy for them to have thought that um but i i honestly appreciate that this went into more of the stereotypical slasher tone um mm-hmm. because i think that you could could potentially categorize the original strangers as a slasher but not in the like more general um expected sense of a slasher Mm -hmm. because it's 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 you're right it's like a mixture of a couple of different subgenres within Mm -hmm. that whereas i think the strangers pray at night is tried and true a slasher Slasher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and if you know me (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what more could I ask for, truly? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I will say I am also a fan of the original Strangers. I like I think that I made a, a, a kind of a, a hot take uh, comment about how I feel about these two movies. And I want to clarify on, on stream when we were talking about them, I want to clarify what I mean by that. Because I said that I, I think, I think I said to the terms that like, I enjoy the strangers pray it to, or pray it to what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm tripping. I, I enjoy the strangers pray at night, which is the second movie is what I was trying to say. <laughs> I think I enjoy that one a little bit more, but that's not because it's a better film by yeah. any means. I I think that the first movie is a more suspenseful film. I think it's scarier. I think it's well executed. And I think as a whole, that movie sticks with me much more than Pray mm-hmm. at Night. But that's why I like the second one. I enjoy the second one better is because it's just more entertainment like more of just like a fun movie it's more of a movie that i can throw on when i'm in the mood for something like that whereas the strangers is such a specific 
feeling and it mm-hmm. leaves me in such a specific way that I can't just throw the strangers on for a good time mm-hmm. a horror movie I, in the same way that I wouldn't throw on the last house on the left to have mm-hmm. a good old time. Like I just have to be in the mood for the strangers. I hear you. Um, I do. I do. And as one of the people who gave you the heaviest side eye when you made that comment during the stream. It was the gasp for me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, I I actually see where you're coming from after now watching the sequel. Um, Because like, yeah, you're right. Those, Those are two different ideas of like whether it's a better movie or not. But mm-hmm. I can see the enjoyment factor because this one is easier to watch tonally. Yes. I, I absolutely agree with you there. You're not wrong. Yes. This one is like a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Like that's mm-hmm. what this one is to be. The strangers is the medicine. It makes <laughs> like it it it's important and it makes me feel like mm, that's that shit I need. Mm-hmm. But like I ain't gonna take the medicine any old time <laughs> of day. But give me a spoonful of sugar with it, and I'm like, yeah, I could do this all day. Got you. All right. So Strangers Pray at Night is basically the Flintstones gummy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's the, like, this little, franchise. the little kid vitamins where you're like, dang, this tastes like candy. That's what <laughs> Pray at Night is. <laughs> uh, okay. I feel you. I feel you. And honestly, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of excited to talk about this one, mainly because I just did not see where you were coming from before. Mm-hmm. But I think maybe I have a different perspective now that i've actually seen the film some of the things that you were saying that were out of context for me right. make a lot more sense now yeah so apologize i don't know about <laughs> I all that heard, we I ain't got that far in the but episode but i haven't heard an apology because you looked at me <laughs> like out of out of your neck like i was crazy and i was like i've never been treated this way in my life Look, i've never been looked at I'm sorry for the way that I looked at you, but I'm not going to apologize for the way I felt. I felt strongly in the moment. I can't believe this. I can't believe you would embarrass me live on stream like that. (laughs) But we'll talk about it. Uh, First things first, though, we got to talk about how scary this movie is. Okay. One to five. Five scariest you've ever seen. (laughs) One Mm -hmm. is like, oh, not too bad. What'd you think? I'm thinking like, eh, kind of tough but i'm thinking like a two like a two out of five okay um and i'm not gonna lie i think that's actually being a little bit generous mm-hmm. because like i do think that um what we're kind of alluding to some of the fun um of the sequel is how the tone has shifted and it's a little bit less tense um so i do think in that regard it also lends to it being a little bit less scary um as a side effect and i don't know yet if that's a good or bad thing it's just i didn't feel as fearful or as scared watching this one as i did the original so i'm gonna say like a two okay you know what i i actually would agree with you on that um because this this is still a very scary premise to me but i do think that the scenario in which we find ourselves in in this one is a little bit it's not as scary as as it could be. It feels mm-hmm. so much more open, and I feel like that takes away some of the scare factor for me. Um, there's not too many jump scares. I feel like they're pretty telegraphed. You can kind of see them coming. And this is something I've actually never like included in the scare scale before, but I have to because it's just something that does impact the watch for me. A lot of the scares in this movie were used in the trailer and therefore Mm. were i already knew them 
like I already could see them coming. Gotcha. So by the time I watched the movie, I didn't get scared by any of them because I, I knew when they were coming, um, which is something that horror movies do a lot, unfortunately, that I wish that they would kind of pull back on, which honestly, I actually feel like they have started to rein in on that a little bit as mm -hmm. the years have gone on. But I must include it in the scare scale because it did impact the scare factor for me. So if anybody wants to watch this and doesn't like jump scares, I would actually watch the trailer first because a lot of them are in there. Mm. And they play out the exact same way. Well, with all that out of the way, homies, we're entering into spoiler territory. So you have been warned. But today we're talking about The Strangers Pray at Night from 2018. This movie was directed by Johannes Roberts with a screenplay from Ben Katai and Brian Bertino. Brian Bertino being the director from the first film, starring Bailey Madison as Kinsey, Lewis Pullman as Luke, Martin Henderson as Mike, and Christina Hendricks as Cindy. Mike, Cindy, Luke, and Kinsey are on a road trip to see family before Kinsey is sent off to boarding school. They arrive at a secluded mobile home park run by their relatives, but everyone seems to have left. When a mysterious young woman knocks on their door in the middle of the night, our family can't shake the feeling that there is something wrong with this lakeside getaway. Insert doll-faced killers, reckless pickup trucks, and very violent pool parties here. Our film concludes with our family fighting for their lives against a trio of mysterious strangers. Will they manage to survive? Or has their family vacation taken a wrong turn? Also, is Tamra home? Roll credits. If that fictitious woman's name was Tamara, that could have been a big go home Roger moment but it's not it's tamara so <laughs> it's tamara i mean i think it's so because tamara tamara t-a-m-a-r-a tamara t-a-m-e-r-a mm. it's just that letter switch it's that it's that simple it's just a little letter switch and it would be so close and we would yeah. have had our little sister sister moment but it's okay <laughs> <laughs> which i'm like such a specific name you call y'all could have chose any name any name they pick that one i i like it though i i think it's like unique enough being in that scenario you'd be like who what why are you mm -hmm. here it's like midnight who are you <laughs> right and i guess it's so specific that it's like it's it's you can't choose a common name because then what if they're like oh yeah oh yeah bailey's here like you know you can't choose a name that someone that a lot of people have because we'll actually have that yeah because then That's you true. don't you don't want them to say oh yeah they're home the whole thing is that like you got to be like oh sorry wrong house mm -hmm. so it has to be very specific it has to be a ulysses a zebediah something that not many people have <laughs> oh my god i kind of wish it was that now is zebediah home <laughs> be like oh what <laughs> Is Lazarus here? <laughs> <laughs> so specific. Oh man. But I you're right. I do like the name. I just thought <laughs> I was it was something I thought of while you were doing the synopsis. But I simply must know it's What's your up? first time watching this movie, first time seeing it all. But 
what was your very first note? Well, I think my very first note will actually make you kind of happy. Um, Because it's one of the few things that I do remember from your pitch about this film. Okay. And it's that the music kind of slaps. The music kind of slaps. It's a good soundtrack. I know this is a point of contention also for some people is the 80s aesthetic. I think mm-hmm. some people don't like it. I'm not going to sit here and act like we did not have an influx of like 80s all at once where all of a sudden everything had to either take place in the 80s or be influenced by the 80s, which is what this one is, because it very definitely certainly takes place in present day, quote unquote, 2018. Um, but it's influenced by 80s aesthetic and music Mm -hmm. and i love 80s music so i love this soundtrack and y'all also know i'm a little bit of a slut for movies that have like very opposing the like thematic kind of things where it's like the music's super happy but then the content is dark or vice Mm -hmm. versa you guys know that i love that shit so i love the 80s the use of 80s music in this because it all has that very pop upbeat synthy like happy tone to it or romantic tone to it mm-hmm. while these horrible things are happening behind it. <laughs> I think it it underscores well, not to say, okay, so here's a big <laughs> thing, right? Because in the original, very different soundtrack, very different sound. And one of the things that I love about about the first film is just how they use sound and music in that one. I think it's very, yeah. it, it, it does a great job in creating that atmosphere that you want for that specific film i do think that this movie does the same thing like i do think that by going down that route with their soundtrack it does underscore and give a certain atmosphere to this one that is very inherently different than the first one i think like out the gate just from hearing the different kinds of music being used in this one you already can tell that this is going to be a different kind of film than the original strangers was yes agreed uh very different straight off the bat and we also get kind of like a little quick little stinger opening where we're like reintroduced to our characters, but not really mm-hmm. or reintroduced to our, our bad guys very quickly with some characters that we will learn about later. And even that, I, I don't mind that. I kind of wish that it didn't have that. Like, I kind of wish that we just started with our family. I really don't think we need the opening. It's not a bad opening by any means. I think mm-hmm. it's it's good. And I do like some aspects of it. I like the part where I think it's, I can't remember if it's pinup or if it's baby doll, but one of them like baby lays doll. down. Baby doll lays down on the bed with the old man, which that that's just, I, I can't. I can't with people <laughs> who could sleep through anything. Like your wife has all the way been snatched up, mm-hmm. sliced and diced not far from you now mind you yeah these are trailer homes they're small (laughs) she is right outside of the room and she has been absolutely snatched and the fact that you're still asleep now this man is older perhaps like i i don't know maybe he's and uh and uh, like uh like as well as being a heavy sleeper maybe he does not hear very well but Mm -hmm. It kind of pissed me off that he didn't wake up for any of that. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, it also, like, it got a little bit under my skin, the lack of urgency that I felt like the the old lady had. Granted, again, she's elderly, but it's a me thing. But, like, you turn around and some strange person in a mask is in your house. 
I don't want to know why you're here. I'm not asking questions. I am swinging on you. Dude, I'm about to say something quite embarrassing, but I fear this may be me. I just, I fear, <laughs> I fear that I would have a similar reaction of like, <sighs> of panic, of that like panicked, your mind's not really clicking reaction uh -huh. where you're like, who are you? <laughs> or it's like, who the fuck cares? Like, that's the last thing that's important. I'm like, so, I'm so fearful that that would be me in a situation like this. I would love to believe that I'd be a swinger, but mm -hmm. the way that this brain is built, <laughs> she might still be asleep at this point. To be fair, it's like a realistic reaction. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm not faulting her for like, reacting in that way i am just mad yeah. that <laughs> i actually am i am faulting her for reacting in that <laughs> way now that i say it out loud yeah i it, it just like there was something about the moment of just like clearly clearly this person is here for nefarious reasons like i just didn't think that we needed to ask any questions like <laughs> i think it was very clear that this was a bad situation yeah. um but it's not like we live here very long like this is very mm -hmm. much just to like in reintroduce the idea of the of the strangers but i kind of agree with you although the sequence is okay i do think had we just started with the other family we would have been a little bit more in line with what the franchise has has done in the past mm -hmm. with us just introducing us to the people yeah i'm gonna fail at it but i'm gonna try my best to like stick in this movie and not bounce between the two movies too too much um another big thing about the original film was the characters right what aids in that whole tense atmosphere is i think the like 10 or 15 minutes that we spend with the characters before anything happens in the first strangers uh -huh. um they really get established as real people dealing with real stuff in a real moment and i think that definitely coats the rest of the movie so that when the strangers actually show up is just such a stark change in like what's happening. Whereas this film, like because we start with the strangers, we already know what we're getting into. Mm. Yeah, it's a sequel, but it's just like that feeling of like everything's okay, and then these three people show up is like part of their fun. Yeah, and it feels like it's kind of wasted a little bit on this first group when we could have just saved it for later. Right, because um, we do get enough context through the family about who these two elderly people are anyway. Mm -hmm. So I think the reveal later on still would have hit even if we didn't see what had happened to them initially. Right, and I think it would have been even more of a surprise. I think we would have been more in Kinsey and Luke's shoes if we also didn't know what they were going to find when they walked mm -hmm. into the trailer. But because we saw this couple get attacked earlier, we know they're dead. We don't know what kind of scene is left behind, but we do know they're gonna find their at least somebody's body um mm -hmm. left in that trailer and so we kind of get clued in on that instead of being uh, instead of discovering it that with them i also think it would have been i i would have liked it if we knew if we didn't know how long the strangers had been there if mm -hmm. it had if it had almost felt like they showed up and then it just so happens that this is the only family that's there i don't mind that like i don't I, I actually kind of like the whole idea of they leave the voicemail and that's how the strangers know that they're coming. Like, I do think mm -hmm. that's a cool idea if it's like, oh, shit, we like alerted them that we were on the way and they've been waiting for us. I do like that. But even and but even still, I think that's something that we could have 
also just discovered in the moment and been like, oh, okay, so who knows how long they've been here? Who knows when they killed them? Um, Because we didn't get to see it in action. So yeah, like I don't, I don't mind this as an opening, but I don't, it doesn't feel necessary. It just, it's just a little bit of extra time. True, true. And I feel like just because we're here, I do think we can tackle two of my biggest concerns with this movie is I do think that one, this film does kind of show its hand a little bit too often, um, more so than I would like. Like there are some, there are actually some really great sequences that we'll talk about later that I did enjoy a lot. Um, but I do think a lot of like, like you were saying one with like the trailer, right. Showing off a lot of the jump scares, but then two, like, I think we got too much of the strangers in the beginning, which kind of killed some of the buildup for me. Mm -hmm. But then the other point of contention I had was that I just really couldn't attach myself to these characters. Like I could in the first film, like I just Uh. really was not about this family. Interesting. I could see that. I I was wondering if you would give a fuck about these people. <laughs> Not in like I a tried. bad way. No, like I, 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 I genuinely tried. And like there were moments, sure, where I was a little bit concerned for them. But like outside of very specific moments with specific members of the family, for the most part, I couldn't find anything to attach myself attach, to with, yeah. with this group. Like we have the like troubled teen. Sure. But I've seen that before. Mm-hmm. We got the jock brother. And then we got the mom and dad who are just like, oh, we're tired until our kids graduate and then we'll have time together. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess, like, I don't know. There wasn't enough tea at the beginning for me. (laughs) Like, I I, I think that just, like, troubled youth needing to go off to boarding school is okay. But it's nothing like, like, you turned me down before we came to this thing. You know what I mean? Like, Like, the stakes for, like, what was happening beyond the stranger stuff perhaps wasn't strong enough for me gotcha no yeah that's true it's it feels like i feel like the troubled teen thing it's it 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 feels like they needed a conflict within the family because that's the whole thing in the first one there's conflict that we start Mm -hmm. off with we start in the middle of a relationship that is like slowly deteriorating and so i feel like they needed they felt as though they needed to have a similar dynamic where there's a relationship that's kind of an an issue that then kind of gets worked out through this horrible thing happening like that's what it feels like they they felt like they needed to do so yeah we've got the bad girl who's having having issues and so they're taking her to boarding school and i honestly think for me that that is uh, it's so weird because i like it i like it enough it's like okay it's not bad to me but it's not great in any means i i like the way that it's handled in the sense that i do appreciate that it's kind of left ambiguous to us in the sense of we don't ever really know exactly what kinsey is doing or has done Mm -hmm. but we just know that she's doing some some crazy like jack shit and like i mean like they're like oh she's like skipping class and like it sounds like she's just doing kind of like the traditional like ah fuck the system i'm an angsty teen kind Mm -hmm. of ordeal uh, from what i can track but maybe there are like some bigger things that are like left unsaid well and that's the thing it's like we never quite get into like everything but yeah it's like we find out she's been sleeping school she like smokes but it's one of those things where it feels like everything that she's doing is like more so almost for attention like you never know why Mm -hmm. she is doing any of these things we get some ideas that the mom maybe had a similar kind of 
rebellious streak when she was younger and that's why she's so worried about it um but i will say what i do appreciate about it is i feel like kinsey i think that she's going to be the type of character that you could that a lot of people are going to hate and i and i know why they would because she mm. is a little bit annoying <laughs> like and the idea of that she's just that like sullen sulky rebellious teen who it's just frustrating at times to watch especially because we don't have any attachment to her mm -hmm. we don't like i said we don't know why she is being this way we don't know what's going on so i think it's it's just kind of there's nothing really there for us to appreciate about her in the beginning but what i do like about what they did with her is i do like that despite that her and luke still get along mm -hmm. like they have their brother sister issues, but I like that it's not like they hate each other by any means. I, they're just, you know, they just they're yeah. they're brother and sister, so they, they just have those. Yeah, stuff. they butt heads, but they still like each other. I like the parents' relationship. I like that their relationship is still very loving, and like mm -hmm. they're still very happy together despite what's going on in their family. Um, like I I like the dynamics within the family. And I understand why they felt the need to make there be some kind of an issue because then, of course, Kinsey becomes the... I mean, both Kinsey and Luke have some arcs that they kind of, like, go through in the mm -hmm. film. But I feel like mainly, like, we deal with Kinsey kind of moving past... Having to move past these issues she has because of the situation at hand. And I understand why they felt like they needed to put something like that in there. Mm -hmm. um, but... I do think just out of everything altogether, her little, and I guess that's another reason for them to like be out there, but I don't necessarily even think the boarding school thing was necessary. I, cause it, I almost liked the aspect of like, we're trying to reconnect as a family because we're like so disconnected and yeah. like you could then by proxy, like just go out there. Yeah, like that. I think that's for that enough. reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you got relatives that own this property where you can just go hang out for free. Yeah, that that tracks for me that you'd want to mm -hmm. go there. I do agree with you in that I do enjoy uh, Kinsey and Luke's relationship and their journey throughout this film, just as siblings. I actually, mm -hmm. I, I like them and I like their pairing. Um, so I, so I'm cool with all that. I think, like, the rest of the family just feels a little vanilla for me. Mm. And I guess since this movie does lean more into, like, your traditional slasher stuff, it's a little bit of a 50-50, right? Where, like, I lose some of that I, I, I lose some of that connection that I had with the OG characters in the first one and this one. But because I am not as attached to them, I get to have a little bit more fun and, like, mm. some of the slasher sequences... I just want to see some cool shit happen. I don't really necessarily right. care if they make it out of the situation alive. I just want to know, like, is it going to be dope the way that they mm -hmm. go out? Yeah. So it kind of like leans itself more into the slasher territory where it's like, if a character's off by themselves, ooh wee, what the stranger's going to do to you now, mm -hmm. you know? Like, yeah. It's interesting though, because I guess I. I get where I I like totally see where you're coming from, but it's weird because even in the first one, I didn't necessarily have like a super emotional connection to the characters. Right. I, I cared because of the scenario and like mm -hmm. because in any regard of that, I like want the good guys to win. Um so I feel like this movie feels very similar to me. I just think that what they were dealing with was just a little bit more involved than in this one. Mm. Like this one feels a little bit more like, 
high school's drama to me Mm -hmm. whereas that one felt very just a little more serious the kind of issues that they were dealing with not to say that this isn't a serious situation that they're having in this one but it just it feels more light um Mm -hmm. because it's you know at the end of Kinsey is going to boarding school, but it's like her family still very obviously like loves and cares about her. She's more upset about anything than any of them are. They're still very supportive of her and like trying to get through to her. And so for that reason, it feels like the issues that she's having just feel a little bit more like, you know, it's not it's like a trivial. Yeah, in a yeah. In a way it does. And so I think that that's the only reason that this feels just a little bit more light. But I mean, I guess it just goes back to, you know, me. I like something about those sibling dynamics and those family dynamics and Mm -hmm. seeing them kind of care about each other in that way always kind of is I like. It always kind of gets to me in a way. So I think that's why I enjoy the family dynamic in this one, just because a there's more people, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of like seeing them as a family and kind of dealing with the scenario there because it's because there are mom, dad, brother, and sister. I think that you have those times where it feels it's like okay if we lose someone it's a big deal be mm-hmm. only because like we're we have this whole family oh, and absolutely. it's not just like okay if you know if like we have these auxiliary characters who don't matter mm-hmm. um which i mean it's not like we had that in the first one either but we were really just mainly dealing with our couple and so like it was them for a long time whereas in this one we lose mom and dad pretty pretty quick out of the gate mm-hmm. um and i don't know i i think i just love those sequences because yeah it just feels like when someone when we lose someone that is huge like there's no we ain't moving on from that (laughs) no that's a that's a very fair point um it leans into one of the things that i did like about what they did with kinsey and that because she's got this like bad girl attitude going into things um i do think that once shit hits the fan and she starts losing her parents and losing family members, the things that she actually gives a shit about very quickly shift. Like she realizes some of the things that she was upset about are trivial in the grand scheme of like, I love my family. And now Mm -hmm. these random people are murdering my family. Like bigger things have now arrived to supersede whatever issue she was dealing with before. So like that part I think was effective because Mm -hmm. like it, to me, lent itself to Kinsey's journey. And she actually, for me, was pretty likable. Like, even though she was annoying at the beginning, seeing the arc that she goes on and the way that she reacts to certain situations, I liked her by the end. I was actually really cool with her. Yeah, I agree. Also, I will say I love Bailey Madison. So Mm -hmm. I was just, I think that's why I like her a lot too, is just because I like Bailey Madison as an actress. And so like, I think I already kind of went in liking Kinsey for that reason. Um, But I I will say, yes, I I think that there's almost a childlike quality that Kinsey reverts back to once everything starts going wrong, especially with her mom, Mm -hmm. um, because they have a very, very like tumultuous relationship they I think and I think it is because the mom sees a lot of herself in Kinsey and does not want her to be like that. And then that is just like making them both 
not handle the situation very well. Like, I think neither one of them really know how to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And Kinsey kind of treats her mom like she ain't shit for a lot of the movie. But then as soon as things go wrong, it's that like reverting to like mommy situation yeah. where it's like, okay, I like I need you. <laughs> um, and I think that that's, I just think that that feels very true. I, yeah. I just think that that would be the way she would react. Absolutely. And like, I love that she's dealing with that for the rest of the film. Like Mm -hmm. we get that later when she gets to finally talk to Luke for a second of like, yo, before mom died, I was treating her literally like trash. That's like, that's the last, those are the last feelings that I got to give my mom before this stranger came and just straight murdered her. (laughs) Um, So I, I enjoy that. That's something that the character has to like navigate mentally um, while we're on the topic, though, I cannot pretend that I did not roll my eyes hard as fuck at the mom, not even attempting, yeah. not even a Let's an, an ounce of struggle in her Let's death scene. <laughs> talk about. Let's talk about Miss Cindy over here, because <laughs> I really like her. I, I think that she like I think uh I liked her Christina, up until that moment. I'm gonna I think tell you Christina that right now. Hendricks. I think both of the the parents are doing like um I like both of the parents. As parents, I'm yeah. like, yeah, whatever. They're they're cool, they're cute, whatever. They they strike me as just like, you know, parents who are maybe were like young parents and have kind of mm-hmm. grown, like, you know, grown up with their kids. And it seems like they have a great relationship, whatever. They're kind of dorky. And I like that. I was like, this yeah. is cool, whatever. But, and so, yeah, I like Cindy as, as a mom. I, I, I enjoy her. And I think it makes sense. A lot of sense that she would, I don't even mind that she ran. I don't mind that they ran. And then when she couldn't find a weapon that her first reaction was like, okay, let's like hide, whatever. I don't, and it makes a lot of sense that she would try to get Kinsey to safety and then realizes that she can't. But like, what are you doing now? Why are you what you obviously can't get up there. I understand that maybe you're trying to reassure your daughter, but um, you could for sure take this girl on like she is Absolutely. not she is not much bigger than you. Y'all are probably about the same size. As a matter of fact, I think you got a few inches on her. And if you really <laughs> wanted to, you could take her on worst thing that happens is you die but you died anyways so like (laughs) why why not even try to like fight for the knife and it's just it it irritates me because it feels like for the sake this is the only death that like really irks me and i even though i love the sequence and even though i like the emotional weight that it gives i still think it could have been just as emotionally impactful if she had fought and failed because all Mm -hmm. that matters is she dies so like and all that matters is that kinsey watches it and i don't think kinsey would have left if her mom was fighting i think she would have just been chilling up there watching the show watching the whole thing so it's like let her fight and let her fail (laughs) what's even more upsetting about that is especially when we get to the luke sequence later on when we see some actual struggle and choreography yo like this movie actually has some great sequencing when it comes mm-hmm. to its fights, uh, especially the later ones, specifically the pool sequence, I think are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not for lack of ability to choreograph these scenes. 
Like it would have been way more compelling to have Kinsey just up there watching an actual struggle yeah. happen and watching her mom get taken out. Instead, we get this very melodramatic, slow stab into her back as she's like, oh, as if watching her mother get stabbed right before her eyes is going to be somehow more comforting than watching her her mom go out like a fucking boss. Like, I don't get that. It's like, oh, is it more psychologically soothing that (laughs) Kenzie knows that the reason that you died is because you were trying to like... (laughs) <laughs> help her out which was like okay yeah but that's she's the thing already that pisses, out that's the thing, that, that's, the thing, <laughs> that's the thing that is so weird the timing of everything is bizarre because it's one of two things either have it where kenzie is having a hard time getting out and up until the last second like you boost her up right as you get stabbed okay you couldn't mm-hmm. fight because you were helping your daughter or have her fight like i don't understand why she just Stand, I understand. Stands there. I get that not everybody feels like they could potentially take on that battle, but because her family, nah, nah, but nah, that's nah, the nah, thing. Nah. That's what I'm saying. Because her family is involved, I have a hard time believing that she wouldn't fight with everything she has to make sure that she fucking at least helps her family. Because if nothing else, even if you think you're gonna die, at least slow her down. Like, right. at least give Ken- Kinsey a chance to run and, like, at least try and do something. The fact that she let this girl put her hands all over her <laughs> and still she was sitting there talking about run. She's not going to run because you're still alive. <laughs> you're still, you're still there. Like, why is she going to run? She sees you still chilling. And, and now you let her just watch you get your back blown out by... <laughs> By the doll baby face lady. I'm just saying, like, even if you never thrown a punch in your entire life, you would have had a different reaction to that. Anyone, anyone would have had a different reaction to that. I don't know anyone who's just sitting there taking that knife into the back back like that. At least turn around. Something. Literally anything. Give me one percent of something. But yo, that I I'm not even gonna pretend that that death didn't piss me off. I was no. so I uh, the actual absurdity of that death like really got absurd. to me. Absurd. And you know what? Something I will say about this movie. This is the this is one movie where I can absolutely see its flaws and the mistake many mistakes that these characters make i could fill a book with but Mm -hmm. i it's like the one movie where i don't care which is rare i i usually you know and i'm not even gonna don't worry i'm gonna point them out like i'm not gonna sit here and act like they didn't happen because they happen plain as Mm -hmm. day in 4k do they happen but i enjoy this movie enough where i even though that happens, I don't care. But this one to me is one that is like just I think the reason that this one frustrates me so much is because it kind of like it kind of soils an otherwise really, really great sequence to me. Yeah. Like everything else about this moment is so good to me. Like her already being in the trailer and like Kinsey turning around and she's there and all of that. All of that plays out awesomely to me. Yeah. And I think Even that's how they're why... like split up too. like the yes. reasoning for why the family is not all together as a unit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things have been good so far. Like this complaint yeah. is really like 
this was one of the first big, big complaints that I had was this was this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the only reason that I think that this one feels so egregious. And also because I actually think it was very smart to take the mom out first. Um, mm-hmm. Because, like I said, I feel like her and Kinsey's relationship is such a big part of the beginning of this plot and to have her get taken out before there's any resolution for that i honestly think is smart i i think Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense so i do not disagree that her dying first was the was the right thing to do um but yeah i just it just it's it just feels strange for her character for a character that that feels so like proactive and protective um yeah, it just kind of feels like she gave up. Like she was like, "LOL." Eh. <laughs> She's like, eh. <laughs> "All right, Pete." And I was like, "Okay, goodbye." <laughs> and now, like we already mentioned earlier, like the parents are the first two to to mm-hmm. go out, and they do go out pretty quick. Um, I did see online a couple of people had issues with the way that the dad went out. I actually really liked the dad's death. Um, I thought that that sequence was um, very tense, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, them getting into the car crash sure you kind of have to like suspend a little bit to like be like all right bro like i understand you're looking for kinsey but like watch the road my guy like pay attention <laughs> right they, somebody keep the eyes on the road keep, somebody keep your eye on the road mm-hmm. um but the idea that he gets pinned down and like truly is pinned down and has to let luke go off by himself i thought that that was fun and different because mm-hmm. i think typically a lot of times in a similar scenario we would have had somebody find find a way to like pull the thing out of him. Like there would have been some way to just get him out of that situation injured. Um, I did write in my notes that bro just pulled the seat back. I did write that. So I, I, I'm up the camp of people is like, you know, find a solution to your current car wreck problem. Um, but the <laughs> fact that the fact of the matter is he's he's stuck in the car. Yeah, uh, he stabbed in there. And then after Luke goes, our our bag-headed stranger just sits down next to him that whole situation to me was awesome because i do think that the dad's performance showing fear was phenomenal like i that moment felt very very real and although the actual kill itself was was pretty subtle and, and was pretty tame i think that the the feelings and the emotions around that death were actually really good. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I really like the dad's death. I, I think it works really well once again as a way of kind of getting the security blankets out of the way and then saying, okay, you guys have to kind of fend for yourself. Um, and especially for the dad, I think it, it was important for him to have him be incapacitated because he does seem like a character that would be able to you know kind of fend for themselves yeah and so yeah and also the strangers are as far as we know just random people so right. like yeah. yeah so i i do think it was smart to have him be ta- like kind of pinned in place i will say i do not think that there was any way for him to get out of that situation because i think even if he had gotten out of the car that man is bleeding out yeah. He got 10 minutes tops. 10 minutes tops. <laughs> because it's not, he gets impaled by like a beam. So it's like a big puncture wound. <laughs> um, That's fair. So I think honestly, had he not, the best thing for him to do was to keep that in there because you don't, mm-hmm. like the worst thing you could do with that kind of a thing is like take it out because that's like, yeah, it could be keeping, it could be keeping all your shit in place. So like, that was the best thing for him to do. But I, I, I think what's 
good about that sequence is I do think that once that happens, I think for both the dad and Luke, it's it, they know that he's not going to make it. Oh my God. Oh, I can't. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm gonna uh, try and uh, pull, pull it out. Okay, I'm, okay, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> Tell me what to do. What do you want me to do? You gotta get out of here. No, I'm not gonna leave you. You gotta get the fuck out of here. Dad, I'm not gonna leave you. You gotta find your sister. I'm not gonna leave you. She needs you. The gun. Okay, find the gun. Oh. Here. Oh. You know how to use that thing? No. Just, just, just load it, okay? Pull back on the hammer. And you just squeeze the trigger. Oh. Okay, you're gonna be okay. You're gonna be okay. Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm gonna go find her, okay? We're gonna get the cops, we're gonna get the ambulance, okay? I'm gonna be right back. I'm proud of you. I know. It, it's that mm -hmm. moment where Luke has to reassure his dad, like, I'm gonna be back. And his dad is like, yeah, okay, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm proud of you. Like, you know, like kind of giving their goodbyes without actually saying goodbye. I don't know. I think that that's really great because I do think that that is a moment that plays out to me really. It's like emotional, but not overly so. I think they both balance yeah. the emotions really well that there's a confirmation that this is probably it for the dad without going over the top and being like, dad, I can't like, it's just like they, they, there's both of them are trying not to say the thing that's very obvious and like keep mm -hmm. the movie and the momentum going. And I think that they do well. I also will say, I think they do a successful job at doing that with the discovery of the mom's body as well. The yeah. emotional weight of it feels very palpable. I think that the sound design, of the kind of world fading out for Luke and then yeah, like the kind coming of like back. explosion, like ears ringing yeah. sort of. I, yeah, that was, that was really good. I think they do a good job of that without dwelling on it too much because you have to give that a moment. It's, you have to. I think mm -hmm. both the dad and son get their moment of grief, but then quickly jump back into action, which it, it, it's the best thing they have to do because I don't think they could have relied on, like, stayed in that too long because we do have Kinsey running buck wild through the streets and they do need to find her somehow. Um, no, absolutely. But I agree. I really like the dad sequence. I love his conversation and him trying to talk his way out of being killed despite it being just um you know it's not gonna work out that way but I, yeah. I i feel like there's a desperation in that where it's so clear even to him that 
it's not gonna work out but you have to try because what else are you gonna do try. what are you just gonna do sit there in silence with the man with the bag man and like <laughs> right. let him stab As he's you flipping through the radio yeah. trying to find the <laughs> perfect murder song yeah and you're like oh i love this song like what are you supposed, what are you supposed <laughs> to say one thing i do love about that sequence as well is i think that this is a moment in this movie that you really see how much fascination and kind of a thrill these killings give them because there's the moment after he stabs the dad mm -hmm. you don't even get to see him get stabbed but you see the eyes of him through the bag and he is like so focused on the dad's face yeah. his eyes are like flitting back and forth and he's just staring at like looking at all like where he stabbed him looking at his face looking mm -hmm. at him coughing up blood and you can tell that this man is absolutely having the best moment of his life like he's yeah. locked in yeah i think so as far as imdb says damien maffe damien maffe for i'm sorry if i'm butchering your name um was the man underneath the mask and i do think that he was he he was acting with them eyes them peepers mm -hmm. were truly acting in that moment and i caught that too i was like that was so good in that yeah. performance um, especially with a character like that, right? Where like your face is covered. So there's only so much that you can really show. I think that he showed a ton in mm -hmm. that sequence. It's like, we know that this character is killed before, but if somebody told me that was his first kill, I'd believe it just in like right. the sheer blissful, <laughs> yeah, excitement that he was having. Even like him, like checking the blood afterwards and just like examining it. Like all the little subtleties in that performance were awesome. Mm -hmm. I'll even like go back a little bit here and just say that like even though I wasn't huge on this family I do think that the performances of everyone minus the mom when she got killed were <laughs> were awesome like I mm -hmm. do think that like they when they needed to perform they they made their money like they were they were going for it and oh, so yeah. like I think between both of these characters this was a great sequence of like the dad's desperation and like that actor like working from there and then the killer and like their motivation in terms of just like why are you even doing this because mm -hmm. that's the whole question of this franchise it's just why like why right. us why are you here why are you doing this and just because like that is that is the reason right um, also i will just say i do just want to say lewis pullman who plays luke they ate with that casting only because I feel like he, I definitely believe him as Barton Henderson's son. They mm -hmm. look so, like, they have such similar feature, fe like, facial features. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's your daddy. It's not, <laughs> but I believe that it is. And so I do believe that they look like a family. I will say that. Casting-wise, mm -hmm. I do think that they all look like they are from the same family. So mm -hmm. I also wanted to give kudos to that. Yeah. And um, speaking of families, though, um, to kind of toss it over to our strangers here, it did kind of suck that we didn't see as much of pinup in this one, that it really mm -hmm. felt like it was mostly the man in the the man in the mask and then the uh, the like doll face or baby doll. Mm -hmm. um, I did read on IMDb that there was something with like, I guess the actress wasn't comfortable and like the mask and like there were some issues there during filming so like she couldn't be on set as much as the other two so that's mm -hmm. why we get less sequences with her um when we get her sequences later i actually do think they're 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 dope but mm -hmm. it was kind of jarring to only see the two of them for so long you know what yeah. i mean and like it was something that i noticed 
Um, it's not like the biggest deal because like I do think that our two strangers were doing a good enough job. I was just like for a good chunk of this movie, I kept looking around being like, well, where's the other one? Like mm-hmm. what's she doing? Like what's she up to? And like it just for me, it kind of sucked that she got such little screen time because they're the other they're the other part of the equation. You know what I mean? Like we have our family, Mm -hmm. but then these strangers and like what the fuck they're doing is also part of this. Yeah, it's weirdly enough. I actually kind of like that pinup the pinup girl is only shown in spurts. And Mm -hmm. the only reason I do is because it feels like. When it's that way, it feels like three people who like got together and decided that they were going to go murder somebody. But like it because of the way that it plays out, it almost feels like they're all at different proficiencies in it. It Mm. almost feels like, oh, pinup is more so just there for the fun and kind of pops up when she pops up. And then it feels like the man in the mask is very, very, very much skilled in this and knows exactly what he's doing and is much more aggressive about things than I feel like baby dolls in the middle where when she kills like she goes for it and but she also likes to play it it, mm-hmm. it makes it feel like they're all very different in their personalities and I think it and especially I think it works because I think pinup ends up being the one person who's a little bit more clumsy when mm-hmm. it comes to killing and is not as good at it as the yeah. other two. And I don't know, something about that feels like very real to me. It almost makes it feel more real as as a group of people who are just people who mm-hmm. got together and decided they wanted to go killing one night. <laughs> That's fair. It, and you're not you're not wrong about that. It does seem like pinup just through what we see in this one is more about the fun and games aspect mm-hmm. of it cuz like she loves popping up out of nowhere just to like be like ah, I got here first. Yeah. And like even when we do get to the pool sequence like she goes through the trouble of like turning everything on to like kind of distract Luke um as like her tactic whereas the other two are much more forward about. It. They're like we're here. What you gonna yeah. do about it? Um, where yeah, pinup definitely seems to lean more into stealth. Yeah. So into the theatrics. I, I see where, where you're coming from there. <laughs> yeah. And like I again, it's not something that like was a big con for me. It was just something that like I took note of. It's just like, you know, we were seeing less mm-hmm. of her this time around. But even so, I'm I'm a little mixed with how I feel about the strangers in this mm-hmm. one versus the first one. I like how much play that they have in this one like and like i kind of like how almost supernatural and campy it gets especially towards the end with the man in the mask um but like you were just talking about there is something about them just being a group of people that just decided to go out and Mm -hmm. murder that i think was so intrinsic to the first plot that like it got a little bit lost in the sauce in this one just because we're having so much fun with these sequences and people's abilities to just kind of be everywhere at any right. moment and like all that stuff. Um, so I'm kind of like, I don't know quite yet if it was like it worked for me in the in the context of this movie. But I don't know if like I necessarily prefer that over what we had right. originally. Well, and that's also going back like all the way to the beginning. This is another one of those movies that's like based on real events loosely is based on the manson murders Mm -hmm. but like uh uh, uh, and like the sharon tate like the hollywood murders but 
don't act like uh, it's one of another one of those movies that acts like it's a very specific scenario where but really it's like loosely based on many events and therefore they're allowed mm-hmm. to say based on real events i just wanted everybody to know that because i'm like y'all would do that um but yeah i think that that's i think that that's a hurdle in taking this sort of a story from out of a house is mm-hmm. when you're in a single location it's not crazy for your antagonist to have a ton of power because they only have to really pinpoint you to one location. And if you're trapped inside and they have access to both outside and inside, then yeah, they kind of know where you're at at all times. You're in the house. Mm-hmm. But then you want to take this sequel and and open up the map, open up the landscape and say, okay, we're going to go from point A to point B to point C. So then what do you do with the strangers? Because obviously that means that they also have to know that you're at point A, point B, point C. And that's what feels like it's almost supernatural because it almost feels like they're anticipating our characters moves or somehow know where they are at all times and somehow are already there. That's what starts to lean a little bit into the all knowing kind of characters who can almost teleport from one end of the, of the trailer park to another. But I just think that that's, I just think that there's no other way to play it. If you want them to be as menacing as they were in the first one, it's like you right. ha- but but it is it is hard because then it almost feels like okay now they're not just people or are they and so then yeah you have to decide do i like it more when it just feels more like a saturday night out where they decide they want to go kill people and and they're just kind of hanging out waiting out the night or do i like it more when they are more powerful and it's and it's hard mm-hmm. to tell because I think in both regards it fits the story, but it just makes them feel different. And it's gonna be honestly, I think for most people, the first version of them is always going to be scarier, just because it's more realistic. It's it feels like that could happen, and it does happen. And so I think for most people, that is going to be the better version of them. Um, mm-hmm. And so I do think that. There's more of like suspending your disbelief in this one, um, which does feel silly at times. Like, I think particularly when you get to the end with the man in the mask where you start oh, to yeah. think he's good. He's gone full. Like, yes, Jason we slash, start to get <laughs> slash the which, shape. Yeah, we start to get all kinds of like homages to other horror movies. Yeah, we get a, a little lot. Texas, there are a yeah, lot of like some Texas Chainsaw. We get some Michael Myers and and then it starts to almost just feel like you really have to like let go and and let that be but it does feel like it changes the characterization of it a bit just because at that mm-hmm. point in time the man in the mask no longer feels like a man <laughs> and it's like he's a machine yeah the machine in the mask <laughs> and you and you have to like really just give into that and mm-hmm. i think that that can be hard because that's not i i think what people like about the strangers is the fact that that could be anybody 
any mm-hmm. person off the street who decides they want to kill, that's the strangers. And I think that's what a lot of people like about them. Yeah, I think by the time that we get to the all-powerful man in the mask section of the movie, I'm honestly okay with it. Just because like, I feel like the nature of things, I'm at that point just like whatever mm-hmm. um but i do think well, like one of my favorite bits was and kind of leading into the pool sequences i keep alluding to it like i love when pinup like tries to run from the shadows and gets whacked by the golf club just yeah. because like it's such a great reminder in that moment of like who they are right like in that moment pinup is definitely just a woman wearing a mask that's like i just want to rub and stab this dude and just like i love the way that that's shot and the way that it plays out Mm -hmm. because of how realistic it looked now that is in contrast to what we're kind of establishing with that these strangers are a little bit stronger and more powerful but it was just like a very fun sequencing to me um and like it led to a very unexpected moment which Mm -hmm. i not gonna lie replayed like three times just because i was like damn hit the shit out of her it's (laughs) it's so good i in our last stream we had a little bit more of a conversation shameless plug twitch on mondays um we had a little bit more of a conversation about like jurassic park and i i mentioned how the t-rex scene is like one of those moments that i'll never get tired of and that Mm -hmm. moments like that are what like movies were made for to be these marvels of cinema these visual like explorations of things that we would never be able to see otherwise and like these moments that just make give you all these like emotions and feelings and it's like a visual representation of that and not to say that like i'm not trying to compare this to jurassic park or anything but what i Mm -hmm. will say is i think that this movie has some sequences like that that just make me feel thing like when i watch it i'm like that's fucking good And I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's the kind of shit that I want. Like, I want in a movie. I love sequences like that where you just want to look them up and watch that specific sequence. And I do that a lot with this pool sequence because I just, I just think it's, it's just good. And I think in a time where like there's so many things that we've seen at this point in time, and like movies and TV shows are accelerating so quickly and like technology is accelerating so quickly and so there's always it feels like every time you see something a movie they're like we're gonna do this but better and then it just feels like it happens so quickly and so sometimes i feel like i don't always get those moments because there's Mm -hmm. just so much saturation but i don't know there's just something about this pool sequence i think it takes it's not like i've never seen some of these elements done before like hearing the being able to hear the music underwater and like the really quick tight push in like things like that i've seen before but i just think that they were done so incredibly well and they were choreographed so well in this and this entire movie i feel like has been working up to a moment like this a moment of struggle moment of Mm -hmm. confrontation between the strangers and our protagonist we haven't gotten to see that not really until Mm -hmm. up until this moment we also haven't gotten to see luke really commit to hurting people Mm -hmm. he that's his struggle throughout this film is yeah he's having a really hard time accepting the fact that for them to survive he's gonna have to kill somebody 
He's mm-hmm. gonna have to kill people. I was yeah. So mad when he didn't shoot her. Yes. And <laughs> he was well, like, give me the gun. I know. I wrote down, and he's yes, like, give me the gun. Give her the gun. And and that's the yeah, that's the thing is it's like Luke is very, very, very hesitant to hurt people, despite the fact that that's the only way that they'll survive. But what I do think is kind of smart about the way they play it because it is frustrating because you're like dude just fucking shoot her but what i will say i think is good about the way that luke had been up to that point is luke had never witnessed his parents being murdered he didn't see his dad die he didn't see his mom die kinsey watched Watched. baby doll stab her mom to death that's why Mm -hmm. she's fucking ready to throw hands like she's like I saw you kill her. I'm going to kill you. So I think that's why Kinsey's ready for the smoke. Whereas I think Luke is still, despite being in the situation, I think he's still like removed from it mm-hmm. in the sense of he's never seen these people in action. And so I think he just he's knows a, that they're trying to hurt them. Yes. And so I think it's hard for him to like, fi- to physically be like, I'm going to kill this person because he doesn't have that same like, anger and rage behind it mm-hmm. like like Kinsey does until he gets attacked and he's like I have to fight like I literally yeah. have no choice and then he goes for it I think that even though it's still frustrating I think that that was the best way they could play it is have mm-hmm. him not be the one to witness these things and so therefore he's still just a little bit adamant or not adamant uh resistant to continue like to actually killing a person point blank (laughs) yeah um but that very much goes away during the pool sequence and i was totally cool with it i agree with you that sequence is phenomenal and i do think i'll probably rewatch it just Mm -hmm. honestly to observe and see all the things that were done right with that because i just think from beginning to end it's just really really good um also super big shout outs to lewis pullman for the performance of dying slash drowning in a pool at the same time like to be bleeding out have to play that you are bleeding to death while still simultaneously swimming but like slowly in your performance like swimming less so it seems Mm -hmm. like you're dying like i could have watched him in that pool for a solid 10 minutes just the way that he was giving in that sequence it was so good so good and i also really really like the tussle between him and the man in the mask Mm -hmm. it feels really natural like i that choreography man is so good so good and the thing that's wild about it when you really think of it is there's not because it's in water there's not much happening in the sense of what they're actually doing all they're really doing is fighting over a knife Mm -hmm. and they're like just back and forth with their arms trying to gain control of this knife. At the end of the day, that's all they're doing. But because of the way that it is filmed with us like going in and out of the water, so it's like we see them and then we see what's happening up above and Mm -hmm. we know that that whole time they're just struggling over who is like in control. I mean... That Yeah, that's exactly what it would be. It doesn't need to be more than that because that's all that matters. And I even love that it's like once he drops the knife that he's like, I can't fucking take this guy on. He's way bigger than me. Like <laughs> abort mission. Like yeah. I, 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 I feel like that's the one time in, in this movie where it's like he's kind of fucking screwed either way because the only hope he had was that knife. 
And when mm-hmm. he loses it, it's like, yeah, dude, run. Like, and, but yeah. you're in water. So you can't, like, you can only <laughs> run so far. Like, you can only run so fast. And I do think that that is an instance where it just makes sense. Like, I think everything that happens in that sequence just makes a lot of sense. And mm-hmm. I really, really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so if nothing else, if you're listening to this episode and you haven't watched a lick of this movie, um, at least watch the pool sequence because it is mm-hmm. so good. It's super good. And now I wish that I enjoyed the uh, Kinsey baby doll sequence as much as I enjoyed the pool sequence. Not to say that I hated it. It's just like in in comparison to that as like got knocked way mm-hmm. out of the water. No pun intended. Uh, but although I was cool with the with the uh final confrontation between those two characters baby doll and kinsey the um Police why man. not oh. didn't hit didn't quite hit like the because you were home yeah. i was waiting for it i was like are they gonna do another one-liner in this one is it gonna be as poignant and potent <laughs> as the one from the first and in my opinion nowhere close yeah like, I, I just wasn't feeling it yeah i will say the why not that is um that is an homage to fun to funny games more than it is for okay. the first one. So I think that's why they went in that direction instead of doing the same thing. So it's not as good as because you were home, but obviously it's like that's another thing. You're not home. You're not at a house. Yeah. So it would have had they would have if they didn't want to just you know kind of do a callback to something. They would have had to figure figure something else yeah, something out, out yeah and like i n- no way wanted them to just like reuse the line or yeah. anything like that right i was just like i was waiting i was like what's yeah. it gonna be because you knew it was yeah. gonna be something i also it's gonna be something uh, i also the whole police officer thing was kind of annoying too because it's like mm-hmm. bro do, are you so unaware of your surroundings i mean how did you get this job? Just how? Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? So that the only reason that he comes is so that we couldn't get another car. Because I will say I do love another part I love is the truck driving up next to the police car, uh, next to her in the car, like mm-hmm. driving up right next to her so she can't open the door and stuff. I do love that bit. I think that mm-hmm. looks visually. I think that is very, very creepy. Looks stunning love that so i'm glad we had another working vehicle it just like the way that that. we got there was kind of (laughs) corny yeah absolutely um and even with like the car sequences at the end now mind you i'm sure everybody who's seen it we can all tell that homeboy was not in that car when it exploded get it it's an exploding car you can't always have some sort of body double some mannequin in there to sell that but it's like it's very clear He's very clearly not in that car when she blows it up. <laughs> but but I actually really liked all the car stuff, too. Like, even the shenanigans of him still being alive to, like, do the the car driving um, mm-hmm. homage and, like, the have it be in flames coming after her. Like, I thought that that was fun. And, like, I actually really enjoyed that sequence and the way that it played out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little far-fetched in its nature. Yeah. But I think in terms of just, like, fun sequences, I was here for it. I Yeah, I same. I like it. I think it's, I think it's fun. I, 
I think visually, once again, it's super fucking cool. Just having this like flaming car behind her. And honestly, if I was Kinsey at that point, I would have just fell to my knees. I would have been, <laughs> my legs would have buckled at that point. I would have been like, no, fuck. He, like, cause he is gunning for her. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a question for you. This is actually something that I thought about the other day <laughs> and okay. it, and it happened to just so happen to come back up in this movie. And I was like, I'm ass for Shane. Would you stop? If someone ran out in the middle of the road, covered in blood and and like screaming and stuff for help, would you stop? <laughs> Golly, it's I, a hard, I want it's, it's a, a hard, hard question, question. Actually, it's a hard question. I want to think that I'm the type of person that would stop and try and help. Mm-hmm. I do, but I feel like there are a lot of factors that go into that question. There are right. And where it's, am I? What mm-hmm. time of day is it? Do I got people with me? What does right. this person look like? There, There's just so many things that go in there because there is definitely a version of me that says nope and keeps on driving. And it's wild because you wouldn't think that there would be. There shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, there shouldn't be. But no, we should I all want to stop and we help. Should all we, every stop. single one of us. But it's like you can't even think that way anymore because I was driving home from work the other night. It was super late. And I just remember thinking, what if someone just jumped into the road right now screaming <laughs> for help? Would I stop? But it's true. It's like. There's so many factors I feel like that you have to like navigate in your head because there's things like this. Like what if there's still somebody after them, which makes should make you want to stop even more. But also it's like, what if it's a trick? I don't know. There's like all of these things in my mind where I thought the same thing, though, too. I was like, if I had somebody else in the car with me, I probably would be more inclined than if I was just by myself. If it's just me, I'm sorry. But you might you might be on your own, Loki. Yeah. And I guess it also depends on like I you know, who if it's like a if like who the person is that's jumping out from from in there. Um, but yeah, there's like so many things to think about. Now, in this case, we do have someone who stops. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> this lady ain't shit for not saying anything, though. I know everything happened so fast, but she yeah. does not warn Kinsey at all that the man is behind her. She could have at least been like, look out, and then like hop back something. in her car. She says not <laughs> shit and almost lets Kinsey get her head chopped off. And now luckily, mm-hmm. uh, she was ready for the one-two and was able to jump into the car. But I was like, you could have said something. <laughs> yeah, some sort of aid there. But yeah, that's a, that's a that's a great question and one that uh would love to know where uh, you yeah. homie stand on that. It's, it's <laughs> would like, you stop? It's a it's like a wild thing to think about because I would love to believe that I would be the person who stops, and I would love to believe that someone would stop if there was ever something wrong. Um, yeah. But like I said, you just never know these days. It's like. Mm-hmm. What if this is a trap? <laughs> what if it's, it, all it's a it's trick? A, <laughs> it's a smooth 50-50. Yeah. But um, kind of going into the ending sequence, too, um, I definitely thought that she just forgot about Luke. I'm not even going to pretend. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I, it's just like the way that it's shot and just like the nature of the timing of it. Mm-hmm. It makes it really feel like she's just driving off into safety right. with Luke just bleeding out <laughs> it does, at the campsite. It does seem like that because, yeah, the sun is like rising behind her. It also made me laugh because I just thought of like, what if the lady forgot that she was in the back of the truck and was just driving? She was like <laughs> to continue to drive to her destination because it also kind of feels like that because Kinsey is still just 
in the back of the truck. It doesn't seem like the lady ever stopped. All right. So what are we doing here? Anything like that? Feels like she just kept driving. <laughs> yeah. So that bit was kind of funny to me. And then also I have here in my notes that I actually hate the ending, the like last like got you. But I recognize that I hate it because I just really want to know who's behind the door. Like, I, I want to know who knocked. And, like, it seems like a great, it, 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 the best way to do it is to have the knock happen and leave it up to your imagination. Sure. I just wanted to know. See, I actually really like the ending because I think from what I interpret the ending to be, we already got our gotcha moment, which was the man coming back. Mm -hmm. What I think the ending is, is I think that, I think it's just a nurse or somebody coming yeah. to check on him. And I think it's more just to show that like they're fucked psychologically for the rest of their lives. Like mm -hmm. they are never going to recover the, from this. Anytime they hear a knock on the door, anytime they hear a hello, anytime they hear or see certain things, they are always going to be transported back to that moment. That's what I think that it is. I think it's just more so that, this has ruined their entire lives, basically. And Absolutely. I, I think the toy sound, I think that's just Kinsey. I think her mind is just playing tricks on her. I think she. I think she's just hearing things. And mm -hmm. then it's like bringing her back into that moment. Because, yeah, I think we got our gotcha moment. And this was more of just like a solid ending. Because I don't know if they even know they're going to do... If they're going to do another Strangers. Um, right. So... Yeah, that's what that's what I'm I'm thinking it is. And if that is the case, I really I really like that ending. Oh yeah, no, it's a good ending. I just hate it because <laughs> I'm because uh, I'm, I'm I'm just I want to know. That's literally it. Like I don't think yeah. it's a bad ending. I just hate it. Mm -hmm. Um, now, I did read that there is an alternate where um the man the mask does come back and actually attack. I'm glad that they didn't go that direction because I do think that this is the strongest way to end this with just like that mental damage and scarring mm -hmm. being there but i do think like overall this movie did not knock it out of the park for me but mm -hmm. there were a lot of ebbs and flows of me like having moments that i was really into and then kind of like checking out for a little bit but then like getting pulled back into moments that were like really good and i mm -hmm. do think like throughout this movie even if it's like not my favorite there were some stuff in there that i was like oh i'm actually really glad that i saw that yeah yeah i this movie to me is filled with just a lot of great moments um because yeah like i i said i i like the moments that i mentioned earlier and i also really like we didn't talk about it that much but i also really like the scene where the truck comes crashing into the trailer oh, that's that a good one too. and luke are in and they have to leave which i will say i have seen a lot of people complain about the fact that Luke loses the gun, but it's not his fault. The gun was on the table and a car crashed <laughs> through the trailer and fucking knocked everything to the ground. Mm -hmm. So like, it's not his fault that he leaves the gun behind. I've seen some people complain about that and I get it. Maybe he should have kept that thing on him at all times, but like mm -hmm. he puts it on the table and the table gets destroyed. So yeah. I don't blame him for not hanging around to search for the gun. <laughs> I'm just going to put man that is out reversing there. To get yeah. ready for the second <laughs> I'm just, impact. I'm just going to throw that out there. I don't. That's one time where I will not blame a character for 
losing a weapon because mm-hmm. I really do not think that that was his fault at all. But yeah, this movie to me has a lot of great sequences. Um, I think overall the story is pretty thin, but I mean, I don't think that that matters in a movie like this because I don't really necessarily think that the story is that important in the grand scheme of things like that whole like the whole backstory and i think that's why for me i was saying i didn't need the whole boarding school thing like i i I understand they wanted to throw some some conflict in there but i think that's why for me i was saying that all of that wasn't necessary to me um because i was just more interested in their family kind of bonds um Mm -hmm. and i will say i i like a lot of the moments like the scenes where they're just being a family i think are also pretty good like the scene where they find the alcohol and they're going to take mm-hmm. shots. And then even the scene where they're trying to play games together and all yeah. of that. I think it, I think it works really well. Um, but obviously they, they play a good family. They yeah. actually really do. And yeah. I know I gave them shit earlier in this episode, but I also recognize that like, that's not the fam necessarily like the family environment that I grew up in. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that there are a lot of people out there who will see their group dynamic and be like oh that's my family i i I do recognize that Mm -hmm. yeah and also too the director he also directed like 47 meters down and Mm. 47 meters down uncaged or whatever that's like what it's called which i've seen both of those i like the first one a lot the second one's okay (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um those are also two movies that deal with like family ties and family bonds and so i think that i feel like he has a good handle on just maybe (laughs) like filming and directing those kinds of dynamics um which Mm -hmm. yeah which i really enjoy but yeah i I feel like for the most part like i said this one is entertaining it's just fun Mm -hmm. i feel like if you kind of let go of your expectations of it matching the first one that this movie becomes a lot more enjoyable if you think Mm -hmm. of it in different terms and think of it as not only a separate story but almost just like a separate almost universe that we are dealing with than the original strangers that I think this becomes more of a fun film to, to throw on and, and hang out and watch. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you finally got to see it because <laughs> like I said, I have been silently and solo-y championing <laughs> this film. Waiting for some backup. <laughs> I need some help. <laughs> please help me, please. Help me. <laughs> uh, all right. In that case, then, to solidify things, what should we rate this one out Ooh, of? Uh, so we can rate this one out of. Uh, ooh, we could rate it out of Killer Golf Clubs, um, Ominous Knocks. Ooh, um, ominous knocks. That's actually not bad. That's like, I kind of like ominous knocks. Okay. Um, I will. I will say that bathroom back shots popped into my head. But I feel like that's just not. That doesn't. I feel like that leans a little bit into a different territory. There. Yeah, and who knows? We might. We might be seeing that again. We very well might. Uh, maybe, but I'm. I'm cool with ominous knocks. I think that's a good one. Okay. Granted, if we ever do cover the first strangers, we're gonna have to figure out a different metric because yeah. that's a good one for both. But true. Um, all right. Uh, shall I go first or should you go first? Um, I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. I'll give okay. you a chance to 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 think on it. All right. I am going to give 
The Strangers, Pray at Night, 4.5 ominous knocks out of 5. Wow, okay, okay. Feels high, but I don't know. I kind of fucks with this movie. I just okay. I just like it. I, I think it's a fun movie. I think it's a mindless fun movie. Mm-hmm. And like, there's something to be said about a movie that is able to still keep me invested and keep me engrossed despite having characters making really flimsy decisions and Mm -hmm. i just feel like if you could still do that then you have enough qualities about you that i'm like rocking with you and i just think that the sequences of this movie are are really really great i i really like the tone of it i like the aesthetics i like the acting in it i think my biggest issues with it are just for a movie that's so short because it's only like an hour 25 I still don't think we need that opening sequence. I don't think it's necessary. Mm. Um, I also hate the whole death sequence of the mom. I wish that was tweaked. It really bugs me. Um, and and also, too, I think for the most part, they were successful with the trailer park setting. But I do think that sometimes it fumbles. And I think that the car, the dad and, and Luke in the car is one scene where I wish like that's a part where it feels strange to me because it's Mm -hmm. like they're in a car. They're in a working car. They're like able to drive through the park at that whole like there are some aspects of it where it feels almost too big to me. And so although I love it, it's not I, I don't know if it is as successful to me as having maybe our opportunity like our radius a little bit i think we mm-hmm. could have maybe shrunk it just a skosh and i i would have felt a little bit better about it because also like where the fuck did that bridge like how far is how far has kinsey run in in her state right. like you know it's just sometimes hard to tell like how far throughout Things this park are. we are yeah and i get that's part of it is that it's like a maze almost and our characters get confused but i think as a result i also get confused at times mm-hmm. um so yeah the 4.5 ominous knocks out of five Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say right now, I'm sorry, you might still be solo champion this film, but I am going to give The Strangers Pray at Night 2.9 out of 5. Oh, cut the ominous mics. Ominous knocks. Cut the mics, dead ass. <laughs> <laughs> and look, here's the thing. Like, part of me wants to give it a 3 because like I, like I said before, I actually don't hate this movie and I mm-hmm. had a lot of fun with it. And I, yeah. and I understand what you're saying. Like, I do think, like, if I'm in the mood to just throw something on, this is a much easier pick for me than going back to the original Strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what this does well, in my regard, is it feels like a nice extension to the universe where it's like, okay, if I didn't get enough of the Strangers from the first one, here's a little bit more to enjoy and be it a bit of a wackier less serious situation a little bit more a little bit lighter a little bit more fun Mm -hmm. i think my biggest like the reason why it's not like higher for me is mostly just because like there are like you said a lot of instances and sequences where these characters do some very questionable things Mm -hmm. um although i there are some parts that i really really like and um from like soundtrack to the actual way that things are shot there are some things that I enjoy. It still unfortunately doesn't quite scratch the itch that the first one does for me. Yeah. And I just feel like, although I appreciate this 
as an extension in the franchise and more of this universe. I kind of feel like if I want to go back to this universe, I would just go back and watch The Strangers. Yeah. Um, so it's like i'm not mad that i watched it i'm actually happy that you got me around to getting to watch this movie Mm -hmm. but i get why people don't like it it'd be hard for me to fight them on why they didn't like it same but but you are seen you are heard and i understand why you like this movie i I will i will admit that much uh, Thank you. I'm still gonna give it 2.9 out of five. Ominous. Look, that's all I could ask for, really. Um, yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm actually like right with you there. I will never fight anybody who does not like this movie. <laughs> I, because I totally get it. And honestly, 4.5 is, it's high. It's a very high rating. Um, but, but it's okay. Like what you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's and the whole point. And just like what you dislike. Because I, like I said, I totally get it. So I, I that's why I'm very interested to actually hear from the homies about this one. Because <laughs> I really, really would like to know how you guys feel about this movie. And you can let us know that on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or if you prefer, you can always email us. We are homies of horror at gmail.com. You can email us requests, recommendations, and business inquiries. And if you'd like to talk to us in depth, in depth, and talk to me specifically <laughs> in depth, in depth about this movie, then you can talk to us through our Discord. Discord is where we hang out with the homies every day of the week, talking about horror, but also other things as well. So if you'd like to come through there, the link for that is in our social media bios. And like I said earlier, Twitch is where we hang out every Monday night, playing spooky games, have some laughs, have some drinks. We'd love to see you. So if you want to come through and say hello in the chat, uh, the link for that is also in our social media bios. And last but never least, if you are so inclined, we would very much appreciate it if you would leave us a rating or a review. You can do both on Apple Podcasts. The more ratings and reviews we get, the better. Recommends our show to more listeners. And we just like to hear what you're thinking of the show. So if you have an Apple account and haven't done that, we'd love for you to. Or over on Spotify, you can leave a rating with some stars. Just go to our name, hit the stars underneath, and that will rate us for you. But thank you, homies, so much for hanging out with us today. We hope that you have a great rest of your week and we will be back with more spooky content next Monday. Catch you next time, homies. Bye.